Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. That's your normal football club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel, the number 35 player in the 50 most relevant. Two-time Premiership player, Basher Hooley. 2019 was a personal best season from a fantasy footy perspective. But can he do it again in 2020? Anytime we talk about Tigers, it's very hard to not let this man on the podcast. It's Rids. Hello, mate. Hey, mate. Sorry, can you just repeat that? Was a two-time Premiership player? Two-time, two-time. Ah, thank you very much. Oh, I thought you'd like me mentioning that. Maybe three times, depending on how 2020 goes. Uh, he is 31 years old, Abasha Hooley, and he is going to be uh, eligible in the defensive positions. Last year, a career-best fantasy year. In AFL fantasy, he averaged 103.2, and his best score came against the Essendon Football Club with a 144. Um, while in Supercoach, it was a 105.2 is his average. And uh, his best score, he had a couple of these, a couple of 142s. One in, against Essendon in that same game, another 142 against the Melbourne Football Club. He's going to set you back around about 570000 in Supercoach, a little bit pricier in Dream Team. 746 and as yet, the Richmond Football Clubs have not been revealed for their price officially in AFL Fantasy. And Rids, not just for all of Richmond, but especially for Basher, um, it was a phenomenal season for him, winning his second premiership medal. But from a personal perspective, it was one of his finest, getting all Australian awards and ended up with career best stats, 28 possessions, six marks. He's rated elite in the league for rebound 50s, uncontested marks and, and uncontested possessions. It really just all gelled for him in 2019. Yeah, it was, um, it was good, wasn't it? It was a good year. You can't, you don't get much better. Him and Grimes last year probably had the best personal years, you know, in they'll ever have. They won't have a better year than last year. And Basha Hooley, though, he became an absolute weapon, like off the half back. So we knew that he was always capable, but he was always inconsistent. Whereas last year, and we're going to talk about this a little bit further, he became super consistent, especially at a certain venue. Yeah, he just found a way to keep getting ton after ton after ton after ton. Uh, last year in AFL Fantasy, he ended the year ranked fifth for defenders overall, which is not bad for a guy that still missed a, a handful of matches. But in terms of averages, he ranked third behind Lockie Whitfield and Jake Lloyd with a seasonal average of 103. Whitfield, we no longer have. So you're pr- paying for him in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team scoring as the number two ranked defender. Uh, in 12 matches, he scored over the ton across the year, five of them being 120, while in Supercoach, it was an even stronger season. He finished the year um, eighth overall in defense for total points. Don't forget, he missed three games. That's how incredible his year was. And for defenders, he ranked fourth behind Whitfield, who we no longer have, Jake Lloyd, and then one game wonder, Trent McKenzie. So, you know, let's be honest. He's number two really there as well. Um, his average of 105 for the year was a career best. Um, it featured 13 scores of 100 or more. Of those tons, five over 120. And then Rids, he's the type of player that can get on these hot streaks and get multiple and consecutive tons. And if you're on him, he can just surge you ahead from the pack in both leagues and overall rankings. 100%. 
Absolutely. And this is the thing. If you time a basher Hooli into your team, at the same time he goes on a four- to six-week run, you could get anywhere, you know. You could you move up the ranks, you win league games, you do everything with a unique matchup. Because for some reason, this guy gets missed every year Like in regards to ownership. It was only late last year that people started jumping on. Yeah, and why is so, that? Why does he not get the attention that others do? Well, because I think he misses games for a start, okay? There's also the Ramadan. So he goes through a period at times where he's a little bit inconsistent, whether it's through Ramadan or just after Ramadan. So you'll see last year as well, he sort of dropped off and he had his lowest scores directly after. Mm. So there are a few things, and he's definitely had injury issues. So he's had hamstrings and like calf issues. Soft tissue, everything. A little bit yeah. older. Yeah, pretty much. He's had everything. So... And even last year, in his great season, he still missed games. So, But this is where people have to start relying on their actual bench. Now, we've talked about this before, haven't we? If this guy's going to give you that four or five weeks of 100, and, 100 plus and going at a somewhere around 110 plus mark, missing a game here and there isn't going to be a massive issue if you've got decent bench cover. So, so yeah, I think he's an absolute real option if you don't like some of the bigger names yeah in those final seven weeks of the year it was one of the two times last year he really went on a tear but if you owned him over the final seven weeks uh, in AFL fantasy and dream team he averaged 105 during that period of time um, with only two scores below 100 they were both 80 so again that's that's a really solid sort of basement score for a premium defender that is not a score that's going to cost you a game um, while in Supercoach, even better. Seven consecutive tons to end the year with an average of 115. Not a bad way to end the year, hey? And then earlier in the year, that was the time, Rids, that you were alluding to him jumping on him. During Ramadan, he scored 113, 117, 144, uh, 137, and then 105 just after it um, in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. While in Supercoach, 106, 102, 142, 139, and 93. That was the time to get on him straight after that round seven match against the Bulldogs. Jump on, and that's where he was unique too. Yep, and the last seven games of 2019, Richmond played at the MCG. They love so, playing the G. And Hooley, especially in 2019, loves the G. So I think he played somewhere around the 12-game mark at the MCG for last year, yeah. and he only missed 100 in Supercoach once, yeah. and he only missed it a couple of times in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. Yeah. So let's let's just throw out... Let's let's play devil's advocate here like a little that. bit, okay? Yes. Jake Lloyd will be the highest average player defender in twenty twenty at this point in time. Everyone pretty much thinks he will be. Sure. Everyone's ready to jump on him. He's gonna have an ownership number of say what, seventy percent roughly? No, oh, maybe not that high, but yeah, he'll be he'll be one of the he'll if not high. the most popular premium defender, yeah. He'll be high. So Hooley averages well over 100 in both formats at the MCG, and he's very consistent at the MG, MCG. And in the first 12 rounds of 2020, Richmond play nine games at the MCG. Yeah, they miss round three, round five, and eight. So last year, where it was very heavily MCG-weighted post-buy for Richmond, it's much more pre-buy. And it's not because it's all home games, but obviously there's lots of Melbourne clubs. Everyone wants to play Richmond at the moment, get the biggest crowds possible. So I totally understand that. 
Yep. So if you're going to have a little bit of, let's forecast the future a little bit. If you're going to start him, you've got to start him from the word go. So if you're going to have him in your team in 2020, it's got to be from day dot. Yeah. Because they run out of games. They don't have that end to 2020 as they did in 2019. Yeah. Just five games after the bye at the MCG for Richmond. Correct. So, and, that's where it's going to be interesting. So a lot of people may very well see Hooley in the top couple for averages at the halfway point of 2020, and then he may actually die off. So people will be jumping on when he's actually Slowing gone down. past his peak. So my suggestion is, if you don't like to, if you don't think you're going to want to start a Lloyd this year and you're going to wait for him to come down in price, I think Hooley's the option to take on a Lloyd. I like that. I, I suppose I've got two questions when it comes, or maybe three, uh, to kind of throw out there. Um, a guy at 31 years old who has his, his breakout season, are you hesitant to pay, quote, top dollar um, for what you've ever had to pay for him, given, um, you know, he's had his best season at 31? Or is that just everything clicked for him, the missing of Alex Rance, the requirement of others to step up? We know Rance isn't coming back this year. Are, are you hesitant to, to select him at a peak price? No, not at all. It's the same risk as anyone, is it not? Yeah. So if you look at Jake Lloyd, I could say to you, he's played so many games in so many years and he's very consistent and everything else. Isn't he due then to maybe miss a few? Yeah. So, I mean, I can make any argument to fit. So at this point in time, though, if you're trying to judge or predict an injury to someone or anything else... I mean, you can pick and choose who you want to use and what argument to use. It could be that they're due because they haven't had one for a while. It could be that they've been... Why couldn't it be that they're due for a good run of games if they've had injuries prior? The only thing that I want to say is, like, at the start of the year, you generally have your bench playing all the time. Correct. So that means you're going to have cover at the start of the year. So even if it is... Let's just say you recognise it as a mistake after two rounds. You can still trade him to pretty much anyone in the league as a defender on any format and still not worry about the price drop. Yeah. You know? So, so I mean, it's there's no... Of course, people will say there's high risk and everything else. Yeah. You might burn a trade. But, like, I mean, isn't it the same with anything? Yeah. Exactly. Weren't people jumping off the guys last year after two bad rounds because yeah. they were worried about that and then they went absolutely nuts? So, yeah. you know, I just think sometimes we're so reactive and so worried about doing that and it's just it's irrelevant. You just go the guy that you have the gut feel on at the start of the year. Like, we all know pretty much Lloyd will be in the top five defenders, yeah? If he plays, he's going to be in the top sure. five defenders. Who else out of that list? We've already spoken about Zach Williams. Yep. I think he will be in super coach definitely. Yep, Jack Crisp we've spoken Jack about. Jack Crisp. But there's not much else after that. Maybe a Doherty if he plays. Yeah. But we, we, there's uncertainty there about role, about fitness, about everything else. Hooley is probably the next name off, you know, to be highlighted. Maybe a lead. But he's definitely in the mix. And it would be no surprise if he features top two or three again in defence for all the formats.
Yeah, I think so. And look, you know, it certainly hasn't played 22 games since 2015, but you talk about making sure you've got bench cover, but also if you're selecting him, just going with that selection with eyes wide open. Um, we talk about this with guys that have got injury history all the time. It's actually better to start use them as a starting squad option rather than a upgrade target because the chances of, again, using history as the reason of them getting injured only increase um, with every play game. And we talk about it lots of times too. Just because a player's got an injury history doesn't mean it's going to continue on. Brad Crouch last year had one. He's played every game all last year. Years before that, it was Devin Smith, Taylor Adams. We could do this all day. Um, just because he has an injury history doesn't mean he's going to have an injury history. You just have to factor it in. Yeah, but then on top of that, if you're looking for total points, what did you say? He was top yeah, something he... in... Yeah, what so for, for AFL fantasy in terms of top points, uh, he was ranked um, fifth for total points. Fifth? Missing three games three in fantasy. Games. Yeah, and then for so super coach, it was got a zero, Even if you got a zero for those three games, he's still got a top six total points defender for the year. Yeah, an 18 super coach. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Kay, it's all relative and it's all about trades and everything else. At the start of the year in the limited trade format, you've got more trades to actually make those adjustments. Yeah. Later in the year is when you might want to keep a sneaky trade up your sleeve because a hoolie might be rested, yep. might miss a game here and there, might be a bit sore at the end of the year. So you've got to start him for a few reasons, okay? A, as you just said about the injuries, if you're going to start... If you want Hooley in your team, you start him. Otherwise, you just give him a... You miss him. You just bypass him. Bye-bye. Yep. Have a lovely day. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. Just move on. Then, okay, on top of that, they play nine of their first 12 games at the MCG where he, he went nuts it. last year. Nails. He crazily went nuts. So if history tells us anything in that essence, okay, that means that why can't he repeat the dose at the Absolutely. MCG? So, I mean, you can't pick and choose when to do it. So if you want him in your team and you think, you know, we know he's running laps and everything else, yeah, but I'll tell you now, he, does he that every takes year. it easy every year. <laughs> every year pre-season comes, he's running laps. I love Basher for so many reasons, and one of them is he always finds a way to not have to do pre-season. And I love that yeah, about I, Well done, When was Basher. the last time you saw Basher Hooley his name in a time trial news article. I don't know if he's ever done one. Flying. He's, <laughs> he's, like, there's nothing. There's nothing. You know how everyone says he's having the best pre-season yeah, ever? More You've never time. seen Hooley's name in any of it. No, nah, and I love it. Not once. We're talking about a guy that, that really is, if you want him, put him as a starting squad option. Don't, oh, I'll see if he can. I'll wait if he can. He's very much, with all the variables in play, he's a starting squad or just let it go for 2020. Even if he's braining it, just let it go. He's it, Otherwise, you could run yourself and, and kind of overcomplicate the game. I suppose, Ritz, um, you know, in terms of buy round and structures, he, he's up against some pretty popular options, as he should, given where he's priced at. But Jake Lloyd, who we've talked about, Doherty is also on there. Uh, super coaches, uh, uh, Ryan from Fremantle might be of interest. Crisp, who we've already talked about in the 50 most relevant 
So it's going to be interesting to see how people rank him against these players too, because these are some of the best defenders we've got going around. Doherty's going to be hugely popular. We know Lloyd will be too, and both Ryan and Chris won the, the more unique side on a couple of formats. It will be interesting to see how people structure those back lines up, and does can they afford to go with three premium defenders from round 13? Well, that's the whole thing. Is you've got to get that balance, don't you? So you you can't go with all of them. No. So you're going to have to take one or two on. So if you're going to if you feel more comfortable taking on a Hooli, that's fine. That's no drama. It's good good luck to you. Okay. But at the end of the day, if you're a little bit of a risk taker and you want to take on a Jake Lloyd early because you want to get a jump on the pack mm. and then bring him in slightly after, someone like a Basher Hooli is absolutely perfect. Especially if he goes on one of those runs early. Yeah. He he may be averaging hundred and twenty after five rounds. Well, I got you know, a couple of games. That type of player. Yeah, he, oh, no doubt he is. No doubt he so, is. So so I mean it's one of those educated risks that you need to take at times. You can't have you won't win anything if you have the same team as everyone else. No, there must be something that sets you apart from the pack. And part of that is getting in a unique guy. And the other part of that is intentionally taking on the popular guys. At times, yeah. And we saw what happened last year with Rory Laird, okay? Everyone thought he was going to go back to back and do everything nuts and go. The... But we saw what happened. If you started a Whitfield instead of a Laird, you would have had that jump. Yeah, totally right. So that's the same conversation right now as what we would have had last year in regards to Whitfield. Yep, no, I think it's right. Look, uh, I, I love your thoughts about Bashahooli. Maybe for you as you're listening to this episode, it's it's giving you something extra to think about and a different way to view the game. And also, maybe it's confirming what you thought or just making sure you go not interested. And that's okay too. All of these episodes are about highlighting different players, starting the fantasy footy conversation and giving you good information to make an informed decision for your salary cap sides. Let's talk drafts. Um, I don't see a world, Rids, where he's not someone's D1, um, and, unless you're going a little defensive. He's not a first-round selection in any of the formats, but but he is a, a first defender off the board for a team. Yeah, but I think he's also one that's going to be still there after three, four, five rounds, potentially. Like, for some reason, as I said, his market value around the community just isn't as high as what it should be. So... If he is sitting there, okay, you could pretty much let him slide, let him slide until the point where you can actually jump on him, you know, and get a bargain for your D1 around round five, four, five, potentially. Because I think people will go the Lloyds, the Lairds, the Doherty's within those first three or four rounds, and then a Hooley and a Zach Williams, potentially, and yeah. uh, Jack Crisps will be around that mark you know, around round four, round five, potentially. Oh, man, if I'm in round four and I see uh, one B. Hawley still on the draft board, I'm jumping on that. I know he's got the injury concerns um, around it there, but as we talked about right at the top of the episode, I don't see any reason I can forecast right now. Yes, he had a personal best year at 31, but that Richmond back line isn't changing in, in 2020. No rants. Uh, all the guys, Vlost and Grimes, all of them that had phenomenal years, I pretty much think they're going to continue on for us in a, the rest of the next 12 months. So, yeah, for me, if I've got a fourth-round pick and Hooley's still on the board, I feel like I've just won the draft. Well, I think the first round pretty much picks itself, does it not? Really, in essence, the same names will be pretty much the first round picked everywhere in the drafts. Yeah, the order might be, be a bit different, the, but yeah. Yeah, but Whitfield, Dusty, um, McRae, 
yeah, um, Josh Kelly, yeah. Gorn, Grundy, you know, Lloyd potentially can go in a first round. I could see that happening because yeah. I think a lot of people will jump on that case. And then I could see a Laird and a Doherty and a few other guys potentially go in in a, you know, a second to third round. Mm-hmm. And then I really do think a guy like a Hooley and a guys like Zach Williams will probably still be there around round four. Right, and that's the perfect that. time to jump on. I would love that if I could pull that off. Hey, mate, appreciate your thoughts today as we've talked about Basha Hooley. Easy as. If you want to go and check out the article, it is online now at coachespanel.tv, along with all the other players revealed so far in the 50 Most Relevant. If you're loving these podcasts, uh, you can make sure you subscribe via Spotify and iTunes, leaving a five-star rating and review, helping others find out about what you know, which is the Coaches Panel. And if you want to get early access to these podcasts, you can join the Patreon Army, help support the Coaches Panel, and get early access and additional exclusive content just for you. All the links for that are over at coachespanel.tv. We venture deeper into the mid-30s of the 50 most relevant, and tomorrow's is an absolute cracker.